you got questions, she's got answers. The nurse is in for Nurse Talk. Welcome to the second hour of the Sunday Night Health Show. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Maureen McGrath, hosting this program for you on this hour of the program. We have lots to talk about. We're going to be talking about the physical fitness trends for 2023 and also the true meaning of the holiday season. But right now, I'm going to be talking about a very, very important medical subject. Each year, 3 million older people are treated in emergency departments across North America for fall injuries. Over 800,000 patients a year in North America are hospitalized because of a fall injury, most often because of a head injury or a hip fracture. And over 300,000 people a year are hospitalized for hip fractures. Falls are the leading cause of injuries, hospitalizations for trauma, and injury-related deaths among young people as well. This is a very important subject, which is why I've invited Dr. Tomi Mitchell to come on the program. You've heard her voice before. She's a medical doctor all about wellness and prevention and health. She's a coach, a public speaker, and she joins me on the line. Dr. Mitchell, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure, Maureen. Thank you. Happiest of the holiday season to you as well. Thank you. You know what? You're very welcome. Um, we know it's a tough time of year for, for many people, and especially people who have taken a fall. Um, a lot of people are very nervous about taking uh, or, or about falling, especially as they age. What causes falls in older adults typically? You know, it could be something simple as just slipping on a rug, water. Um, definitely in older adults, there are physiological things that can make them more prone to fall. Definitely if they're struggling with like their eyesight, so per- um, perception is altered or hearing or reflexes. All of those things are important when you're trying to stay balanced. Also, chronic illnesses we know are very common, like diabetes, heart disease, thyroid conditions, all of which can also affect your balance. Diabetes specifically because it can cause like nerve damage, which can affect the way you feel, like the um, sensation on the floor, which then can increase risk of falling. Blood pressure pills, how many seniors are on like multiple drugs, which many of them side effects is dizziness and fall, right? Confusion. So Absolutely. There's a lot. Uh, the, that polypharmacy, which you mentioned, you know, it, it's exactly. uh, so important to have an, at least an annual review of medication. Something you mentioned, you mentioned water. <laughs> and yes, water can be on the floor, but a lot of people as they age, it's not because of aging, but it's associated with aging, leak urine. Yes. And so yes. urinary incontinence is also places people at great risk of falling for a number of reasons. They can leak urine and slip on that. They can also yeah. have urgency, which they rush off to, uh, to the bathroom in the middle of the night. There may be things on the floor and they can trip over something like that. But it's important that people get treated for urinary incontinence. There are so many treatments. You don't have to live that way. This is my little PSA. Leaking urine is never normal. I treat patients all the time with this, with conservative measures. And, uh, you know, rarely do we even have to use medication. So that's my my little thing. (laughs) Anyway, when I was doing a little research for this, Dr. Mitchell, I, I was surprised kind of to learn that foot problems that cause pain and um, can also uh, lead to, is it, it puts people at risk um, for falls along with uh, sarcopenia. What exactly is sarcopenia? 
Yeah, it's a fancy word for age-related loss of muscle mass. You know, mm-hmm. we see so many elderly or older I don't like elderly for 65, 65-year-olds are typically young. But anyway, they kind of, that frail idea, so that's muscle mass gone, mm-hmm. basically skin and bones. So that's sarcopenia. Right. And a lot of people as they age have difficulty with balance and gait as well. And, and they might have postural hypotension, um, which you can explain to the audience exactly what that is. Yeah. So the way I like to describe to my patients is basically when you're get up in the morning, don't just jump out of bed like your spring chicken. I know you got stuff to do. Take a moment to, you know, put your feet over the edge of the bed, pause, drink water, and then slowly get up. Because sometimes when we change our position quickly, our brain has challenges keeping up with that change of position and then that results in dizziness, dropping blood pressure, all of which can increase risk of falling, vertigo, and so many other challenges most of us at some point will experience at some point. So Absolutely. I want to ask you about steps to preventing falls, but before then, I just wanted to mention that older adults with mild cognitive impairment or certain types of dementia are, of course, at a higher risk of falling, but it's important to take steps in one's life, correct me if I'm wrong, to prevent dementia, to to prevent Alzheimer's, like alcohol consumption, excessive alcohol consumption, and a lot of people are lifelong drinkers, and then... They start to have cognitive deficits, Um, you know, poor nutrition, inappropriate nutrition, diets high in sugar, that kind of thing. All of that can lead to dementia. Nobody ever thinks it's going to happen to them. And there's one other thing I like to remind my patients. Sorry, it's just like most people forget this. It's that blood pressure. We think of hypertension as like 135, 140. Honestly, our brain likes our systolic top number to be in the teens. We know that yeah. controlling that blood pressure while you're young, keep it in that 112, 120, like even 120 is a stretch. You want to keep it in the low teens, unless there's a medical reason that it should be higher, but optimal blood pressure, not this normal stuff. That normal stuff will increase risk of um, dementia down the road. You want to be optimal. Okay. So Absolutely. that's something that people forget so often. And I, it, it's so important. So you are singing my song. Yeah, yeah, I hear please. patients I say, my, my blood pressure is 140 over 90. My doctor says it's fine. It's like, it's not no, fine. I totally agree with you. It, it's yeah, exactly. And I hear that people, professionals saying that it's not fine. It's not okay. It's not. Your body keeps Absolutely. score. Your body keeps track. So, yeah, you got a, a topic that I love. <laughs> Dementia of the brain. That's a great way of putting it. That's a great way of putting it. Your body keeps score. That, what a great yeah. line. I love it. I might borrow it. Um, okay, so steps to take to prevent falls. So how should people, um, you know, actually, what, what are the kinds of things that they should do to prevent falls? Because they can be so detrimental and really interrupt your life. Yeah, so basically look at your home. Pretend if you were, um, let's say, hearing impaired, visual impaired, and have mobility challenges. Like, what's in the way? Most homes are too cluttered. There's too much stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So clear the way. Um, make sure the surfaces are smooth. If you have, if you're, if you're able to model, try to avoid having lots of stairs. Often living in a bungalow might be a great option if you're downsizing. Um, rugs, like, be careful with them. Some rugs are tripping hazards. Reevaluate them. Is this necessary? 
taking care of your health, um, staying as fit as you can because having that muscle strength that, you know, working on making sure your reflexes are still good can help you in case you are in a situation where you're a high risk of fall. And being that the holidays are coming, you know, those with older loved ones, have those conversations. Like, go look at their home. Like, if grandma or mom were to have, you know, a challenge with their sugars or something, would you feel comfortable with them going through the house? Start having those conversations now before uh-huh. grandma breaks their hip. And that's Absolutely. horrible. Right? It, it, it certainly is. How about sleep? How important is sleep for people? Sleep is crucial because when you go, I think it's like even like two, three nights of poor sleep, you're basically walking drunk. You really are. Mm-hmm. So sleep is critical. It's, it's something we need to take care of every night, not just on weekends. It's not enough to catch up on. It should be That's true because more nights than, right? Yeah. If you're tired, mm-hmm. you're more likely to fall as well. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, something I was surprised, which I didn't even really think of, but, you know, oftentimes uh, doctors or healthcare providers will um, prescribe or suggest an assistive device um, for patients. And so, you know, canes or walkers to to help prevent falls. But, you know, people might borrow one from somebody or, you know, might have one in the garage. <laughs> um but it's important that it's the right size. You know, there are yeah. the wheels roll smoothly. You know, that's that's something yeah. else that people should consider. Would you would you say like we often recommend things one. and then we don't take it to that next level? Yes, one size does not fit all. Okay, it doesn't. That's the misnomer. So it needs to be fitted for you. It needs to be. It needs to be in working order. How often you you have a walk? I think you'll have a walk at that. Big, like with three generations passed down and it's not mm-hmm. safe. Right. Exactly. So definitely talk, talk to those who are experts in this, like the physical therapists, occupational therapists, people who deal with mobility every single day. Mm-hmm. Right. And as we head That's- into winter, it's also a time for people um, to be careful about snow and ice. Yeah. You guys got a lot of snow this in Vancouver, this I'm told over in BC. <laughs> uh, across yeah, the B- country. Montreal has gotten hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lots lots of um, snow happening. And, you know, people can, um, you know, they want to go out. They want to be active. But, you know, they also have to think of their um, risk of their fall. But what do people do if they do fall? Well, you got to A, start keep calm, right? That's the first Mm -hmm. thing. If you call for help and just be careful before you try to get up because, you might not realize the extent of the damage you've done immediately. And if you get up the wrong way, you could really hurt yourself, especially if we're talking about like spinal, um, like vertebrae issues or other things. So get help. I would call for help. And then if you can't, well, I would slowly crawl to like a chair or something to prop yourself up. Um, Hopefully you never have to experience this, but based on the stats, it's fairly common. My guest is Dr. Tommy Mitchell. I wanted to talk, Dr. Mitchell, uh, briefly about Brittany Griner and her, her yeah. ordeal. Brittany Griner is the Phoenix Mercury Center who is, was serving, was serving a nine-year prison sentence on drug charges in what was widely viewed as a political stunt by the Kremlin in reaction to U.S. sanctions against Russia for its unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. 
There's so much sadness around the world today, especially at this time of year. She has been released, fortunately, but um, I was thinking about her mental health, especially when I saw an article that said that back in October, her wife feared for her wife's mental health, for Brittany's mental health, and that the decorated player's mind was fading in Russian custody. She's been released now. She's been through a tremendous ordeal. It's the holiday season. What can we expect of her? I mean, I'm sure everybody's thinking, oh, fantastic. She's released. She'll be all good now. But she, no. Chances are no. she may not be all good. Yeah. Yeah. How challenging yeah. will this be for her? This will be extreme, profoundly challenging. Because remember, this was there's so many levels of trauma for this experience, right? And she was made a puppet, basically, and mm-hmm. very public, right? And a mm-hmm. very, also a vulnerable population of society, right? So there's many layers, and you don't go through this in scarred. The just the flashback, she would have seen horrific things. Being um, in prison in the basically a like a work camp, putting it nicely, is horrific. Um, the insults, the the possible physical abuse, definitely emotional abuse she would have received would be mind-boggling. You don't undo that. In the middle of a war, not knowing when you will see the light of day, not knowing if you even survive, right? right. Being left in the dark, literally, and not knowing, like, the outcome, like her family didn't even know where she was for a period of time. So I expect that's right. Likely lifelong trauma, lifelong. Oh, wow. Wow. And I wondered if she would feel any guilt for, you know, getting, allegedly getting herself into that predicament, you know, which is is such a difficult emotion. Um, But you would feel like you would want to turn back time in your mind. 100%. You know, she probably replays the, you know, that many times a day. Like, how could something so small, right, warrant such a huge punishment? And um, just the survivor's guilt. Think about it. The U.S. government um, were able to get her release in exchange for, like, a notorious, like, I think as a murderer and did all kinds of other stuff. Right. And feeling like, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, they picked me over somebody else who's been in the Russian custody for longer. So there's again, there's there will be guilt that's inevitable. And people here, is she she read even a quarter of what people are posting online on, you know, articles? And it's just reading that is just would bring guilt and shame. People are saying awful things just like they do with any situation that comes to the news. But it's like there's good, there's bad and there's ugly. And I can only imagine the pain she is going through right now, even though she's happy to be Uh, home, you know? Of course, absolutely. But it would just be, I would just would imagine she would suffer that post-traumatic stress and, and guilt. And I'm supposed, I'm free now. I'm supposed to feel good and I don't, and you know, potentially she doesn't, um, you know, so many contradictory feelings I would imagine that she would have, as you mentioned, survivor's guilt, but also joy to be reunited with her wife, um, you know, held up as a pawn, you know, just, yeah. yeah. And it's really tough when, you know, the power of the written word, really tough when people are nasty and, you know, people just, 
Stop at nothing to be so nasty these days. They you know, are. To say, yeah, it's so bad. Horrible. Horrific things online, you know, about people, and then that spreads, and that creates a culture of hate. And, yeah. you know, and people's lives become endangered as a result of that sort of, um, you know, that, that hate culture, really. And you know what? It's often just people who are bored, people who are, you have nothing else to do, people who are just nasty or mean, and it's just, it's just awful. And it, you know, it's just think, think when is this going to end? When are we going to have empathy, kindness, compassion yeah, for people on, on a world scale? Anyway, well, thank you so much for joining me on the program tonight. Always My appreciate pleasure. your contribution. And, um, yeah, so have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you, too. Chat later. 